It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call shots. The Mandalorian season two, episode two, or chapter 10, or whatever you want to call it, Todd. <laughs> the passenger is what we're, is the title of this one. Now, weren't we all the passenger on this journey? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I'm not talking about the Iggy Pop song. No. That's, that's all I was thinking of when I first saw that. <laughs> We were passengers on this journey. It was a, and what a journey it was, Todd. Into a filler episode. <laughs> it, it, you know what? It is a filler episode, but let's not pretend like season one did not have filler episodes. Uh, again, we, we fully, like, we've talked about that uh, during season one. And I have no issue with filler episodes because this one was actually pretty fucking good, actually. <laughs> I liked it. For it being a filler episode, I liked it. So. Yeah, let's let's get into our trademark recap here, and let's let's kind of dissect this episode and, and give our thoughts. Uh, again, as always, full spoiler warning: if you have not yet watched the Passenger Chapter Ten of The Mandalorian, go watch it and then come back and hang out with us. Now, we pretty much knew going into this episode that it was going to be kind of a filler episode, just even based by like. The description. Mm-hmm. It's dead ass, like essentially, like fairy, like a precious cargo, essentially. Yeah, exactly. It says the Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with yeah. precious cargo on a risky journey. <laughs> <laughs> and the second I read that, I'm like, oh, we're talking filler, <laughs> basically. <laughs> But it was good filler. So let's get into it. The opening scene, it seems like it it happens pretty much right after. It's it's him still traveling back to town. Right. Basically, right after episode nine is all I'll call it. Chapter nine. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's right after Mando's, you know, on his speeder. He's got the Boba Fett helmet. Uh, he's got Yiddle. And essentially, they end up getting ambushed. And... You know, you see them setting up this trap. They're lying in wait for them, and they end up kind of like clotheslining them, essentially. Yep. My precious and Yiddle gets yeeted. Yes. <laughs> he gets yeeted, which was sad. And they, they reveal pretty pretty much, you know, go, you know, get the child, you know. So, so they're, they're very yeah. clearly trying to get Yiddle still very much being hunted. And, you know, so, as, as always, some badassery ensues. There's fighting. Uh, Mando ends up taking out all but one of them. One of them does manage to get a hold of Yiddle and holds like a knife to Yiddle. And you get a really solid line. Dude, <laughs> I wrote this line down because this this line was so good. Because because it becomes like a stalemate moment, right? Where Mando's like got his hands up and everything. He's like, okay, mm -hmm. like like let's talk about this kind of thing. But Mando says, and I quote. If you put one mark on him, there is no place you will be able to hide from me. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I love it. I love that shit. It's like, yes. And uh, they, they don't really, they're not communicating super well, but if, basically the, the thing indicates that it wants Mando's jetpack, right? Oh, and he gives it to him, all right? He gives it to him. He sets it down. He says, here, it's yours. Take it. Just give me the child, blah, blah, blah. 
the guy basically puts the jetpack on and and takes off. And basically, the second that Mando like gets the little safe, he apparently can remote control the jetpack. <laughs> so you know, it's like a, it's got Bluetooth uh, from his from his wrist. You know, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's like a like a Amazon drone or something. But he sends him up into the air, and he does what I said. Uh, he Morrowinded the guy. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he sends him up flying into the air and then crashing down to the ground, obviously killing him on impact and uh, gets his jetpack back again, remote control off of him. And that's the opening scene (laughs) effectively from that point, the speeder is destroyed at that point. So Mando effectively has to walk back to Tatooine with all the gear on his back, Yiddle in tow and everything. And he meets Amy Sedaris's character uh, who I, I guess her name is Pelly. Some show, I like guess, that. according to the subtitles. And apparently, who's playing against a literal fucking ant? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sitting in this cantina, playing sabak with a just a straight up ant. Who I, I love the name of this ant, Doctor Mandible. Love it. The ant named Doctor Mandible. I was like, okay, I, I love like low effort aliens like that. It's just he's just dead ass an ant named Doctor Mandible. I'm happy about it. Effectively. Mando buys into the game and the the reward on the table is like some information regarding the Mandalorians that Dr. Mandible has, um, or rather that there's a contact that has information on the Mandalorians. Right. So basically the deal is, you know, and, and then Peli has like her little victory moment. She wins the game of Sabacc and, and Mando gets the contact. Oh, and by the way, we get a follow up on the, on the crate dragon meat. Oh Yes. <laughs> Yes. You you better better have brought some of that meat back. And I was like, because I, I was saying that last episode, I was like, well, what is he going to do with it? Like barbecue it? As it, it turns out. It. <laughs> exactly. And again, you don't want it. She, she wants it medium rare. She's not a Rodian. Apparently Rodians <laughs> like their shit well done. I guess so. Which if you like it, shit, anything. If you like meat well done, fuck you. No. <laughs> it's like that, that King of the Hill. Where, where it's like, uh, and what, what do we do if somebody asks for their steak well done? It's like, you ask them politely yet firmly to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's some real shit. So anyway, they're roasting this like crate dragon meat with a pod racer engine. Respect. Something straight out of Galaxy's Edge, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peli explains to Mando that this contact that knows where the Mandalorians are wants passage to the system where the Mandalorians are. Okay. And that the big catch to this is that you cannot use your hyperdrive to which Mando's like, Nope, deals off. He's like, I got too many people chasing me. I've got to stay moving. If I don't use the hyperdrive, I'm going to get caught. Fuck this. Right. Mm -hmm. The contact then appears and it turns out that it is this like frog lady, which is what the, actually the subtitles call her frog lady. Are you serious? That's funny. Yes. yes, the subtitles refer to this character as Frog Lady. And it's hilarious whenever uh, Frog Lady speaks because the subtitles say Frog Lady speaking frog. <laughs> Holy shit. That's some low effort shit. And I love it, it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So it's like this nameless frog-like uh, alien creature that Peli is speaking to. In frog as well. Yes. Also in frog. Meanwhile, she is holding this canister that contains 
probably, I would say, one to two dozen of her eggs. And, and at the start. <laughs> and we get the, uh, the, the beginning of the hunger. <laughs> the great, great hunger. The never-ending hunger of Yiddle. You, you get a couple good shots of Yiddle just like eyeing those eggs. <laughs> and you already kind of like, knew where it was me? going. No. <laughs> yeah, you already kind of knew where it was going. And that's another thing. I sort of knew coming into this, I figured that this is going to be a Yiddle-centric episode because they were so restrained with Yiddle in the first one that this one had to had to give us a little bit of Yiddle fan service, right? It had to give us a little bit of that, remind us why we like the child and whatnot. And I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that more as we get deeper into the episode because I actually think it's pretty interesting what they did here. But effectively, the mission is this lady needs her eggs to be fertilized. And if they engage hyperdrive, the eggs will not survive the hyperdrive speed, right? So whatever, Mando accepts, and they all load up onto the Razor Crest. And it's it's apparent very early on that Mando cannot communicate with this lady, right? Mm-hmm. Starts to speak like Hatties to her. Apparently, Mando can also speak Hatties. Yeah. We're, we're actually kind of like learning that, that Mando kind of is a little bit of a linguist, <laughs> especially as it relates to things that would be relevant on Tatooine, like, like Hatties and Tuscan, yep. you know? Yep. And of course, uh, we, we get that really good scene of when the, uh, the egg canister is stored in the sort of back room and Yiddle's just like rubbing on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the fucking shot of just like Yiddle's like face through the other side of it is it's actually a little terrifying in a way spans just like hello yeah it's <laughs> it's a little terrifying you kind of view yiddle in like an, an almost threatening light and like it, it i see what people i've seen a lot of discourse online of people like saying that it was kind of fucked up of him to do that if you go on reddit right now people are all talking about how fucked up it was that yiddle ate the eggs i'm like okay it is fucked up, but the eggs weren't fertilized. He wasn't killing these things, technically. They're just so they're, they're lifeless. They're not. They don't have life yet. <laughs> but so Mando ends up like going to sleep, right? And it's established at that point that, um, or no, no, sorry, that's later. Mando ends up going to sleep, and as he's like looking for Yiddle to put Yiddle also to bed, is when he catches him for the first time eating one of the eggs. Keep in mind, for the first time. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. And he's like, "What?" Well, he's like, well, no, no, no. Don't like, don't do that. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> and it's kind of funny at first, you know, whatever. They wake up or they are awoken by uh, the halting of some X-Wings. Two X-Wings have basically halted the ship and they. It's always, it's always cool seeing some X-Wings. It is always cool. I was kind of surprised to see that. And, they, and they're establishing the name drop, like the New Republic and stuff like that. And you know, they explain that your craft is not uh, submitting a beacon or a ping, um, which is now required to run in the New Republic. And if you don't do it, you're going to have to come back with us to whatever the fuck, and we're going to have to run your tags. Um, it was funny to see Mando kind of scramble in this social situation. You can tell he's not used to doing it. <laughs> yeah and like even to the point of uh, may the force be with you <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny 
my my favorite thing about it was like he's like oh it, my, it doesn't seem to be working uh he's not really he's not doing a fucking thing he's just like just trying to talk his way out of it <laughs> yeah so still gonna need you to send one blah 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 and then you hear one of them come, and i instantly knew it was dave filoni because he's got such a recognizable voice but uh dave filoni comes he's like hey uh can you can you switch over to channel two real quick <laughs> you know and I made the joke, and I'm like, is this where we see them slide behind? <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's essentially what happens, because you sort of see them slowly engage into, like, fighter mode. Yeah, and I was like, yep, 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 mm, yep, yep. Yeah. So, the jig is up. You know, chases, chase scene ensues, essentially. Oh, by the way, another little tidbit that I'll note. This is why I ultimately turned on subtitles. It's because I wanted to know the names of these characters that are sometimes not said explicitly. Mm. Um, another fun little tidbit that I noticed with this is that Dave Filoni's character is named Wolf. His call sign is Wolf. Okay. And that's a big Dave Filoni thing. The Wolf Pack from the Clone Wars and, you know, Plo Koon's Wolf Pack and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Dave Filoni's real into wolves. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of nice. Um, anyway. They give chase. They're going through this like icy, like ice canyon kind of thing. And long story short, it, it's always cool to see like dog fights like this. You know, they don't fire on him, but they do say like, "Hey, like." I think I even I even commented on. I'm like, I like seeing a little more ship action. Yeah, totally. It's it's like a high octane chase. It's all cool. Um, Mando ends up losing them in like a icy cave network, and basically after a few seconds of landing in there the floor collapses and <laughs> I don't remember what the transition here is because I think basically after the floor collapses and everybody kind of comes to that, basically we, we walk up on Yiddle eating even more eggs. Yes. Yes. And then it's essentially, you know, essentially it's like they're knocked out. They wake up. It's the, the frog ladies freaking the fuck out. And then the all the, the entire ship is essentially just fucked essentially yeah you, you and, made yeah. the comment like i guess the ship just needs to get fucked like once per season <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah he's like just sitting there over the damn thing just like fucking scooping them up and shit. just just eating them like they're soup dumplings or something like it's it's pretty good and anyway you know the frog lady again cannot communicate and so what she ends up doing is she and I thought this was really cool and really clever. She basically reactivates and recommissions that, that translation droid from season one. Mm -hmm. I don't remember its name, but the, basically the one that ends up like fucking them over. Yeah. In season one, uh, in that like kind of like prison, yes. that prison episode. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, that one, she reactivates and recommissions that droid in order to communicate with Mando, which I thought was really cool. Throws a little shade at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, she explains that these eggs are the last brood of her life cycle. Like, this is it. This is our last chance. We have suffered and we have sacrificed to ensure that these eggs, like, you know, get fertilized properly and, and blah, blah, blah. And she basically says, like, I demand that you honor your deal. And Mando's like, dude, like, we'll be lucky to get out of this alive. The deal's fucking off. And... Yeah, she throws a little bit of shade. She's she goes, and and this is where I'm I'm gonna get to this in a second because she goes, um, 
I always heard that the Mandalorians were honor based and they honored their deals and, and they kept their promises. But I guess those are just stories for children, you mm-hmm. know, and, and she kind of like looks over, you get a little shot of Yiddle and Mando looks at Yiddle. And this, this is what I want to drive home with this episode. This is what I really took away from this episode. This is the difference between Mando being a protector and Mando being a father, right? Mm-hmm. He now has to, it's not just enough now for him to protect Yiddle or for him to guide Yiddle or whatever. He actually has to be a father to Yiddle now. Yes. He has to teach Yiddle right from wrong and he has to set good examples for Yiddle. And I I found that really interesting. I think that's what this episode drove home more than anything else because Yiddle didn't understand the circumstance of those eggs. He just saw it as food, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't understand that it was wrong. So I, I people who are kind of poo-pooing this episode that, that I would, I just, I think that that is the big take takeaway from this. And I, I don't think it's like so much filler, you know, anyway, Mando's trying to repair the ship. Uh, he's on like the outside of the ship and Yiddle kind of comes around and wants him to like, sh- he wants to show him something basically. And he's, you know, he's dismissive of, of him at first, but then Yiddle runs off and he goes to follow him. Turns out, Yiddle was leading him to a set of footprints. The frog lady frog left. Frog lady has left. Yep. Yes, yes. So he then turns on like thermal visioning and follows the footprints. And you called this actually pretty early that it was going to be a hot spring. Yeah, because they uh, they get the shot of like the the passageway and it's like warm as fuck. So I was like, oh, it's like a like a spring, like a hot spring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So effectively, the frog lady has taken her eggs ventured off into this ice cavern and for some reason in this cavernous ice network there is a hot spring and they walk up on her bathing in it with her eggs out of the canister just floating loosely in the hot spring <laughs> and y- and yiddle is ready to go bobbing <laughs> yeah i was like i was like oh shit yiddle's about to go bobbing for apples here basically <laughs> Because he's just like leaning over, looking at him, trying to grab at him and stuff like that. Mando is just like, no. Yeah, he even like, he like points a finger. He's like, no, no. <laughs> so Yiddle then waddles off and finds other eggs to eat. And he just finds, uh, yeah, he finds some food. All right. <laughs> this, this little hot spring area of this cave network is like covered in these eggs, right? Some might say it's a nest. So, yeah, you, you might go as far as to call it a nest. <laughs> and it's very like, it reminded me so much of like Alien. Or like, I, I really didn't like it. I feel like I can feel what that egg felt like as he kind of like mm. opened it up. I was like, it kind of made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so Yiddle like digs his hand into the egg and pulls out like the larvae inside and reveals that it's this tiny like spider-like creature right when he does this and you already kind of know where this is going all of the other eggs begin to open and all the other spiders come crawling out if you if you're arachnophobic this episode actually is probably not for you (laughs) that's some real shit because man i had did i ever tell you the story of uh of when we were at granny's house when we were kids and i stepped on that spider no. Oh man, this is real quick. So, you know, we we grew up together basically in our granny's house and I was up in the attic one time. I must have been 8 or 9 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm up in the attic and 
you know, that attic was just fucking riddled with spiders. Yeah. I still, I miss that attic. I love that attic, though. Yeah, the, well, the attic was where our uncle lived. And so, like, the attic was where all the cool shit was, all the comic books and all the toys yeah. and stuff. So I'm up in the attic, and I step on a sp- I see a spider, and I go to step on it, right? And when I stepped oh. on it, I heard a crunch. Oh, you've told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, Actually, yeah. I was like, a spider shouldn't crunch like that. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I just see um, it had an egg sac on its back, apparently. And I just see like a fucking million spiders crawl out. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking like ran down the stairs crying. <laughs> I think I actually tripped at one point. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. See, here's the thing. That's that real fear right there. Is when you fucking trip as you're running. Yes. Yes. And I, I yeah, so I it, it's actually a miracle that I did not develop a latent arachnophobia. But um <laughs> but anyway, that's effectively what's happening now. All of these spiders, just an innumerable amount of these little spiders are chasing after Yiddle slowly hatching and we sort of knew it was coming because you see progressively like more and bigger spiders coming from deeper yes, within older the cave. spiders and yes. you start hearing the yeah like the thump. just thumps yeah. it's like oh shit it's like oh where where's the mommy <laughs> and the mommy emerges and it's just this fucking enormous and they've got this like long like tubular mouth that hangs down I, that's the shit that bothers me yeah. I'm not a fan of that shit. And we see later that it seems like they like attach to the head. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um anyway, it becomes this big chase scene, right? This horror movie-esque chase scene. All these spiders chasing them. One thing that we liked was when it came down to it, the frog lady just straight up started hopping. Yeah, she's uh when shit got real, she's like, fuck this two-leg shit and just <laughs> Yeah. I respected that. I'm, I actually, I really liked the frog lady character. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to see more of her. So I hope so, man. That That's my one. Th- I hope that this becomes like a, a character that pops up a little bit later uh, in the season or something. and becomes something of a regular. Cause I, I really liked her a lot. She was respectful and she had her mission. She had her thing. She was passionate about. She wasn't afraid when the chips were down. She ultimately always just cared about those eggs. Like I, I pointed out, even when they were like surrounded, she was behind mm-hmm. Mando because Mando had the canister on his yep. back, just yep. trying to guard the eggs. Yep. And they establish that, you know, because she's a reptilian, like her, she runs really cold. Yeah. And she actually for like forewent having a blanket on her and wrapped the blanket around the egg canister. I really liked her a lot. Anyway, they're, they're cha- being chased by these spiders. Mando's like throwing charges everywhere it's not necessarily working and basically the the moment that they make you think that mando's like killed him like they they have that moment right like the the, there's like engulfed in flames he uses like the Mm -hmm. flamethrower right uh for the big one yeah for the big one it was two bombs it was uh three bombs actually so it was uh those uh, little timer bombs he threw uh one to both sides of the wall and then one up and then one on the ceiling yeah yeah Yep. So anyway, they sort of make you think that the the big one's dead, but yeah, you know, have you seen? Yeah, no, that's that's bullshit. I've... You, you already <laughs> know. You already know it's bullshit. Anyway, they get back onto the ship, and the spiders are like steady. The little ones steady, like chasing them, 
overtaking the inside of the Razor Crest, right? They make it into the cockpit. You know, Mando's firing and, and trying to take care of him on his way in. They manage to get the door closed, but one of them sneaks in. And that's when we see that one of them's like on top of Yiddle's head. And like, like, about to like fucking just wow. Like alien mouth that motherfucker. I was like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, like head crab, you know, face hugger style, like attaches mouth to Yiddle's head and like assumedly like suck out his brains or something. Um, And that's when you get that. Frog lady, yeah. Yeah, frog lady comes in clutch. Yes. Yeah, she comes in clutch, shoots the spider off of his head just in time. I really liked that. Anyway, they go to take off, you know, fucking Mando's like, let's get out of here. But of course... Mommy's not dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lands right on top of the ship. It's like, you ain't going nowhere. And we get like that good shot of its mouth, just like razor sharp spiraling teeth grinding against the the like cockpit windshield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you, you start to hear like, uh, you know, blaster fire coming from the X-Wings. You, you can hear it. It sounds just like an X-Wing shot. And that's when you know, okay, like they, they found them basically and, and they're they're picking them off and after the dust sort of settles mando goes out to investigate and we actually we we pointed this like god damn like it took them no time at all to just cover this ship in webs yeah yeah <laughs> golly and you know basically he walks outside and the and the two x-wing pilots dave filoni and the other guy i don't remember his name mm-hmm. but they've basically got him at gunpoint and they corner them and they're like hey like we ran the razor crest tags we know that you like are responsible for you know kidnapping prisoner blah 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 yeah it's, it's a call back to the prison episode and essentially the only reason they even like basically helped them and letting them go is because he didn't he basically helped that one guy uh, in the prison episode yes. not die essentially yeah yes he put his life on the line to save new new republic lieutenant davin was yep. his name yep that was matt lanter's character in the prison episode. So I thought that was a cool little callback. A couple little callbacks to that prison episode in, in this one. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, they end up letting him off, essentially. And they go. He basically, Mando tells everybody, like, hey, like, the the main body of the ship is totally compromised. I'm not going to be able to fix that. But I think I can repair the cockpit enough to where we can limp to Trask. Mm-hmm. Is the name of the place they're heading next. And essentially, Mando gets it gets it up and running, repairs, you know, gets in the air, and they they're taken off. You can see that the Razor Crest is in like real bad shape, obviously, but they're you know they're limping, they're making their way. Yiddle, uh, Yiddle eyes the egg canister. <laughs> yeah, she Yiddle. she hugs it tightly, but it's too late. <laughs> he already has another. He he has another one ready for the road. <laughs> yeah, he had one for the road apparently, just hidden in his like little like like robes. <laughs> I was just like, all right, chef. He just slurps down another one. So, so yeah, that happens, and then that's the way the episode ends. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, yes, it's a filler episode, but but I thought it was so it was a fun one though. It was definitely a fun one. I, I I loved when the episode actually took that like almost a horror movie turn. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, this episode took a fucking turn, man. But I mean, it it does sort of like beg the question of. You know, I think everybody was sort of hoping and expecting to see Boba again really quickly. Oh no, you you, you had to hit you just get that you just got to give him a little tease. You got to give him that tease. Yeah, you're not gonna. I, don't, you, I think you're gonna see Boba again closer to the end. 
of this season. Yeah, I, I think we will too. And there's there's substantial rumors that there is a Boba Fett uh, miniseries being filmed actually like next week. Oh, fuck. Really? So, and that this is essentially gearing up towards a... Uh, it's basically gearing up towards a, a mini series. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> old man Boba Fett. <laughs> I look, I'm down with it. I mean, they had the, the guy buddy who, uh, who was directing Logan was tied to the Boba Fett movie for some time. And I think I even said, I can't remember if it was on or off recording, but I, I remember saying like, I think we're getting elements of the Boba Fett movie that got shit canned. I think we're getting elements of that, you know? So I, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more. I'm looking forward to, you know, there's not a lot we can glean from this episode. There's not a lot of like things, you know, Easter eggs or like trails we can pick yeah. up on. Um, but it was still a very enjoyable episode. And, and you know, even, even filler Mandalorian is still really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will say people who are kind of surprised by, you know, like eating the eggs and doing something that's not like, you got to understand like how, like how scary the concept of a child with power is like this. Let's not forget in season one where he was like choking out Cara Dune. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Like let's not forget that there is like something to be feared in him. Not that I think that this was a particularly monstrous act. I think he was just hungry and didn't understand. Yeah, he's, he, he, this, he ate a frog in like season one. Yeah, I mean, he's not, you know, he is something to be feared. He, it's not all fun and games necessarily. But anyway, that's about all I got. Uh, looking forward to the next episode as always. Um, was there anything you wanted to sort of throw out there before we wrap up? I think that's about it, man. I think we covered it. Folks, we'll catch you next week for another episode of The Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to it. Bye. See ya.